Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is the Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and of course, whoever, and this is episode 315. Before we begin, I'd like to take care of some shout-outs. Over the last couple of days, I've received a veritable deluge of new Facebook likes. I think the first of the new likes may have come from Ivana Opri, or Opri, hopefully I'm not butchering your name, my friend. I believe we follow each other on Twitter, and I often see her on there interacting with the Free Thought Prophet guys. And speaking of that, thanks to my friend Seamus, one of the hosts of the Free Thought Prophet, for giving my Valentine special a shout-out on Twitter. I believe Ivana uh, dug that Valentine's episode, so I don't know if she or someone else rallied the troops. But as I was saying, I suddenly got a bunch of new likes. So here's the list of new people I'd like to thank for liking the Weekend Out Facebook page. So we have Daniel Payden. Everett Pace, Darren M. Thomas, Thomas True, who actually told me that uh, he used to listen to the podcast every week, and then suddenly it stopped downloading for some reason, and he thought it had ended. Uh, Not sure what that was all about. I don't know if that might have been when my uh, Podbean account temporarily got uh, got locked because the payment methods had switched or something. Uh, Then we have Mick Swiger. Is it? Or Swigger? Uh, Andrew Smythe or Smith? Jose Rosa? Kenneth Doctrow? Dan Ram? And of course, there's Ivana and uh, Branton Young. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, It's greatly appreciated. The likes were stalled there for a while, and it was a nice morale boost to suddenly see the number jump like that. I think we're only a couple of likes away from 200 now, so very cool. So we're going to jump down another far-right religious rabbit hole this week. I stumbled upon a right-wing watch video where this guy, Chris McDonald, I think it is, tries to suggest that a star is born is satanic. And I'm like, really? A star is born? Is there nothing these conspiracy types can't accuse of being satanic? And I did actually see a star is born. I hadn't planned to initially, I'm more into horror, sci-fi, fantasy, that kind of thing, not romantic dramas. But once I saw the laundry list of stars in it, I was like, why not? I'll give it a shot. And I actually ended up really liking it. It is kind of depressing in a way. I don't want to give too much away if you're someone who hasn't seen it yet. But Bradley Cooper plays this kind of troubled, self-destructive musician, and the movie takes a pretty tragic turn there at the end. It was definitely one of those movies that stayed with me for days after I saw it. So just in case you've been living in a cave, starring opposite of Bradley Cooper as his character's love interest is Lady Gaga in the role of Allie. And these paranoid Christian conspiracy types love obsessing on Lady Gaga. Now, my musical tastes are all over the place. My musical tastes are all over the place. Okay. I like everything from folk and classical to heavy metal and EDM. I don't like a lot of mainstream pop music, but Lady Gaga is definitely an exception. I think she has a great voice, and I really like her unique style. To me, she's an eccentric, super talented Italian-American chick. To them, she's an emissary of Satan and the Illuminati. But uh, but I have a couple of clips I harvested from Right Wing Watch, and both of them feature this guy, Chris McDonald. 
Here's the one that discusses A Star is Born. The next one has to do with Gaga's halftime show at last year's uh, Super Bowl, was it? And I think they actually talk about that a little at the beginning of this clip, too. What we're finding out these people are doing to the children and the pedophilia and the sex trafficking. And, you know, all roads lead to Rome and all roads lead to Hollywood. When you get down to it, it's the influence of the masses. I mean, and again, I'll just say this again. I'm going to throw Lady Gaga into this. Uh, we talked about her on one of the shows with Zach, maybe in the first one, or, or somebody we talked to about Lady Gaga. I don't know who it was. But Lady Gaga basically literally performed a satanic summing of a demon at the Super Bowl where the <laughs> Falcons played the Patriots. And we Falcon fans are still crying about that. But, but the halftime show was nothing but a demonic ritual. Okay? This lady who is full of the devil full of the devil i pray for her soul every day this past january she's thrust into the scene of what a blockbuster movie a remake of a 1978 film called a star is born there are no coincidences there are no coincidences uh, what's the coincidence that a super popular singer who's been around for years, who's dabbled in acting, would be picked to play a singer in a movie? So uncanny. There, there must be sinister forces at work. No coincidence, is it? You know what that is referencing, folks? What is Lucifer called? He's called the morning star or the fallen star, the even whatever. You know, Jesus said, I am the morning and the evening star. Star. Okay, so the title of the film is Satanic because it contains the word star. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, star search, everything with the word star in it. Star market, definitely the most evil of supermarkets. Satan is called the star. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven as a star falls from heaven. Does this mean that all the previous versions of A Star is Born were also evil or satanic, you demented crank? And this whole idea of Satan, Hebrew for the accuser or adversary, originating as a fallen angel by the name of Lucifer, the light bringer, a morning star, can be traced back to what appears to be a skewed interpretation of Isaiah 4.12, which seems to be talking about the hubris and fall of an earthly ruler, specifically a king of Babylon, and not some rebel angel. This combined with Luke 10.18, which I think he just referenced, and Revelation, a book which may only be in the Bible in the first place because of a case of mistaken identity, 12.9, and you get this evolving myth of a fallen devil. But that's a topic for a whole nother episode. You say a star is born, that is a reference. That was a slap to the American public with a demon, a Satanist, a practicing Satanist in the lead role that it's okay. A star is born. Satan is born to this world. Okay, so the casting of Lady Gaga in A Star is Born was a satanic slap in the face to the American people. So I've done my best to research the spirituality of Lady Gaga. She was born Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata, an Italian-American who was raised Roman Catholic, attended a Catholic all-girls school entitled The Convent of the Sacred Heart. 
In my opinion, it's probably fair to call her something of a seeker. She's openly criticized institutionalized religion, has been quoted saying some things that I'm sure wouldn't sit well with uh, Chris McDonald's ilk, talking about her identity as a religion, worshipping oneself, etc., but she's also been spotted attending Catholic Mass and palling around with a priest at her family's restaurant, thanking him on Twitter for a quote-unquote beautiful homily and quoting him on the Eucharist. And so here's a quote from a Guardian interview back around the time that Born This Way was out. She's become the Billy Graham of pop, I say. She laughs. It's more self-worship, I think, not of me. I'm teaching people to worship themselves. What is going wrong with conventional religion if kids are looking to her for spiritual guidance? The influence of institutionalized religion on government is vast, so religion then begins to affect social values and that in turn affects self-esteem, bullying in school, teen suicides, all those things. Her message, she says, is simple and perfectly Christ-like, love yourself and love others. And so I'm sure the far-right religious conspiracy types will take issue with that. They always try to bring things back to Aleister Crowley and this idea that every man and woman is a star and how hubristic and evil that is. To me, as a non-believer and agnostic atheist, I don't think there's anything wrong or misguided about trying to love yourself, celebrating your individuality, etc., I think it's a healthy and positive thing as long as you stay grounded and it's tempered with a love and acceptance of others as well. To me, I think the closest the other side can come to, uh, you know, calling gotcha on Lady Gaga would be to point out her relationship with Marina Abramovic, I think it is. I might be butchering that. But I was watching an interview with Lady Gaga and the person interviewing her pronounced it that way. This eccentric artist who conspiracy theorists tried to tie to the whole Pizzagate thing. And if you remember, Pizzagate was this conspiracy theory popularized by Alex Jones and others in the wake of the WikiLeaks Hillary Clinton email dump. Oh my god, no pun intended. Did I just say WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks, obviously. Okay that claimed Washington elites were running some kind of satanic pedophile ring out of the basement of some pizza place called Comet Ping Pong, I think it was. Among the people implicated by this conspiracy theory were John Podesta, former White House Chief of Staff to Bill Clinton, and a counselor to Barack Obama, and his brother, Tony. I believe Tony Podesta, an art collector, was or is into some admittedly really weird art. And that's coming from me, a left-leaning person with a design degree. He also happened to be friends with Marina Abramovic. Okay, I hope I'm saying that right again. Among the leaked Clinton emails was a letter from Abramovic to John Podesta inviting him to attend a so-called spirit cooking dinner at her apartment. What the hell is spirit cooking? Well, here's a bit from Wikipedia. Abramovic worked with Jacob Samuel to produce a cookbook of quote-unquote aphrodisiac recipes called Spirit Cooking in 1996. These recipes were meant to be evocative instructions for actions or for thoughts. For example, one of the recipes calls for 13,000 grams of jealousy, while another says to mix fresh breast milk with fresh sperm milk. It is weird stuff. The work was inspired by the popular belief that ghosts feed off intangible things like light, sound, and emotions. 
1997, Abramovic created a multimedia spirit cooking installation. This was originally installed in the Zarinthia Associazioni per something or rather in Rome. <laughs> I'm mostly Italian and, uh, yeah, my, uh, my handling of the Italian language is pitiful. Um, it, it rivals my poor handling of the English language. And it included white gallery walls with, quote-unquote, enigmatically violent recipe instructions painted in pig's blood. According to Alexa Gotthardt, the work is a comment on humanity's reliance on ritual to organize and legitimize our lives and contain our bodies. Abramovic also published a spirit cooking cookbook containing comico mystical self-help instructions that are meant to be just poetry. Spirit cooking later evolved into a form of dinner party entertainment that Abramovic occasionally lays on for collectors, donors, and friends. So, once again, admittedly, you know, really weird stuff, and I'm sure, you know, writing with pig's blood and sperm milk, whatever the hell that is, uh, you know, really uh, isn't going to sound too Christian. Uh, you know, really out there performance art. And I would also call Abramovic something of a spiritual seeker. She has a pretty interesting background. She was raised Orthodox Christian in Serbia. Her great uncle was an Orthodox Christian church leader who was proclaimed a saint after his death. She developed an interest in Tibetan Buddhism, spent a year living with Aborigines in the Australian outback. She says spirituality is an important part of life and art, distinguishing it from religions, which are institutions. So it kind of sounds like Gaga uh, in that sense, or vice versa. And here's where the occult comes into play. She's big into Madame Blavatsky, a 19th century occultist who founded the modern theosophy movement. A mishmash of Hermeticism, Rosicrucianism, Kabbalah, New Age, mumbo-jumbo, etc. I personally have no love for Blavatsky, and she was known to be something of a plagiarist and a charlatan. So I should stop to say that I believe the occult is quote-unquote real, in the sense that there are plenty of people who read up on and study all sorts of arcane belief systems in search of hidden spiritual knowledge, Kabbalah, Hermeticism, etc. That being said, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in the existence of angels or demons, supernatural forces, and so on. So my take is if people want to study the occult, let them. There's no real danger in it other than the danger of buying into the bullshit of a crank like Blavatsky. So yeah, I do think Abramovic probably is genuinely interested in the occult, but I don't think that makes her a bad person. I get why it freaks Christians out, because your worldview encompasses a belief in supernatural evil and the dangers thereof. Mine doesn't. And so Abramovic... I, I, I've got to be butchering that. It just doesn't sound right. And Gaga are friends and do seem to admire each other. You can find video on YouTube of them gushing or heaping praise on one another. Apparently, Gaga embarked on a three-day retreat in upstate New York where Marina taught her the so-called Abramovic method, a series of rather strange meditative exercises. You can find video of that, too. So once again, if you're a devout Christian with this kind of narrow Christian worldview, who's wary of any kind of spiritual practices outside the Christian norm, I get it. This is all going to seem pretty strange and spooky to you. 
just all around unchristian. But to me, I just see a couple of eccentric artists being eccentric. Let them stand on their heads and recite the alphabet backwards or whatever the hell it is they were doing. Who cares? I made up that last example, but you get my point. And I believe the exercises were meant to heighten one's awareness of the present. So very akin to Buddhist meditation in a sense. I think I read that part of the reason Gaga took part in this is that uh, she wanted Abramovic to help her kick pot or something like that. But yeah, Star is Born, this romantic drama about two star-crossed lovers, uh uh-oh, I said star, is really about the birth of Satan, you crazy son of a bitch. All right, now we'll move on to the other clip where they specifically focus on Gaga's halftime show from uh, last year's Super Bowl, was it? Uh, The 2017 Super Bowl. Uh Uh-oh, look at this guy on the left. That's clearly an occult alchemical symbol behind him. The sun with scales, the rise of the serpent empire. His beard is red. The devil's often depicted as red. This man is clearly a Satanist. I want him off the internet immediately. See, anyone can do it. (laughs) Um, There was a lot of symbolism there. It was very low-key, though. I mean, it, it it was more of an advanced spell. An advanced spell. That's something you learn in advanced placement class at Hogwarts. Um, for starters, it wasn't over the top at first. It was, it, was, it was foundational, if I can use that word. I know I use it a lot, but it was truly foundational, higher magic going on. You had um, the halftime show opens up with the spinning Pepsi logo. <laughs> and uh, the, the, if, you, if you research the spinning Pepsi logo, you'll find that it contains higher uh Pythagorean mathematics. That it- okay. Oh no, not math. I actually looked into the history of the Pepsi logo, and apparently that abstract kind of yin yang design didn't come into play until the 70s. And the word or name Pepsi used to be sandwiched in the center between the two wave like elements. So, just a simple yet somewhat clever little logo containing abstract design elements, pretty standard stuff. My guess is that the primary concern of the Pepsi company has always been to make as much money as possible off of their syrupy sugar water concoction. Uh, What are you trying to imply? That the swirly yin-yang logo is some sinister alchemical symbol, and when you spin it, it reveals a Pythagorean formula used by the elites behind the New World Order? Bad shit crazy. It was designed. They call it the the Pepsi... um, What do they call it? I said yesterday. The... the, um the Pepsi Globe is what they call it now. The Pepsi Globe. One world under Pepsi, the corn syrup world order. Okay. But it, it contains mathematics and mathematics swirling. It, it, it's, it's, it's magic. It's sorcery, right? And then it goes from the big M on stage. The big M. And the M, of course, is for Masons. It's for Moloch. Okay, so I went back and watched her whole performance a, a second time. Maybe it was cut out of the clip, but I didn't notice any M on the stage. The closest thing I could find was there were a lot of abstract shapes around the edge of the stage. I think they were tilted star shapes. Maybe one or more of those uh, may have resembled an M if you looked at it the right way. I don't know. The M is a three put sideways because it was a stylized, tribalized M. They were in Atlanta. The Super Bowl took place on the third, right? Uh, out, outside are three pyramids. Right. Uh, and this guy's agreeing. Three pyramids. Uh, maybe he is talking about those abstract star shapes. Either that uh, or he was watching the DMT show in his head. I don't know. 
And I should say, one of the first things I'd notice is just how patriotic, almost jingoistic, the beginning of Gaga's performance was. It starts off with a medley of God Bless America, the national anthem, and This Land is Your Land. Real satanic. Right? Um... Where are we at here? Um, in the beginning, it, it, it opened up with three meteors coming down. Boom, boom, boom. So it's three. The M itself has three peaks on it. So three was being highlighted, and three, of course, was the Blue Lodge of, of Masonry. Nice. Yeah, I just went back and watched again on the NFL's official YouTube channel. I don't see anything like what he's talking about. I don't see a big M with meteors <laughs> crashing into it. Yeah, I'm sure this uh, young pop diva is just obsessed with the Freemasons. Yeah. The fellow craft mason and the master mason. So right off the bat, I'm seeing a lot of threes there. Um, but then I saw as the crowd, the kids, and there were kids, rushed the field. You know, they usher them in there. They picked who's going to be in there. They were between the two M's, right? It went like that. And they were between the two M's. And the M's lit up like fire. And it burned, and the whole stage was doused in red. It was this, this blood red color the whole time. And okay, like any rock concert, there were lights that changed colors. At one point, the stage was lit up red. At other times, it was blue. I saw adult dancers. I didn't see kids. I have no idea what the hell this guy is talking about. Did we watch two different shows? I'm really wondering, was there, like, some introduction before the introduction i i have no idea the female announcer introduces gaga who's up on top of this starlit uh-oh said star rooftop setting and the first words out of gaga's mouth are god bless america after that patriotic medley she jumps down and goes through a medley of her own songs accompanied by a bunch of dancers i don't know what the hell this guy was watching um what am you wackadoo and then there's a shot on TV where the kids' hands are going back and forth while he's singing, and they're blood red in color because they had the blood red lights coming up on those hands out of the blackness. And I'm thinking, huh, <laughs> this is a uh, this is obviously we don't have time Super Bowl are all rituals, but I see an altar. The M is the altar, and then I start making my notes, and um, it looked to me like it was Molech. And I love the way these guys jump to conclusions. Let's say for the sake of argument that the visuals he was describing were present, red lights, an abstract M shape, people holding up uh, their hands. Must be Moloch. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. Are these people trolls or do they really live in this constant paranoid state where they read too much into everything? I'm going to sign off before my brain explodes. <laughs> All right, this has been The Week in Doubt. Thanks for listening or watching, everyone. Hopefully you people uh, listening to the audio-only version don't feel left out. I know I was kind of relying on some visuals in this one. You can always check out the YouTube channel version. And you guys know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter. You can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendout and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month and quit anytime you want. Or you can use the PayPal widget at the bottom of the Podbean page. There's all that alliteration. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time.